Good morning. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. The Boston City Council today is slated to discuss moving up our preliminary elections from September 21st to September 14th. The reason for this is it will allow more time to distribute vote-by-mail ballots for the general election in November. William Galvin, our Secretary of State, supports the move, though Kenzie Bach seems to have some concerns. Ultimately, it doesn't make too much of a difference to me. However, this is going to be a very intense preliminary, especially with the mayoral election. But if it makes it easier for the November 2nd general, why not? Speaking of the mayoral race, just about every single candidate has had to weigh in on Michelle Wu's policy of making the MBTA free, though oddly, none are willing to be as ambitious as their plan. While Michelle Wu would like to make fair elimination across the MBTA standard, all the other candidates are split between making some of the services free, or for other candidates, making it free just for some populations. Kim Janey announced a pilot program which would give a thousand people one month access, and she supports making some bus routes free. Andrea Campbell wants to make all MBTA buses free, but maintain fares on the T lines. Anissa Sabi George thinks some bus routes should be free, but not all buses and not the T. John Santiago is considering maybe lowering the fares on some bus routes. And John Bauer saying we should eliminate the fares for some populations, but maintain the fares for both the buses and the T. Ultimately, you always see resistance like that from people who are, one, trying to disguise their policies and politics as being more progressive than they are. But ultimately, it is also a self-imposed limitation on what is possible. So good on Michelle Wu for having the right vision. A coalition of Uber, Lyft, and other exploitative gig economy apps is gearing up to bring Proposition 22-style legislation here to Massachusetts. The coalition, called the Massachusetts Coalition for Independent Work, has already successfully lobbied Representative Mark Cusack, Carlos Gonzalez, and Joseph McGonigal to file legislation which would create a new tier of employment, basically codifying that workers for Uber and Lyft, DoorDash, etc. should not get the full benefits mandated by law of workers, basically allowing them to be exploited easier. The commission paid for a poll of just over a thousand Bay State voters in mid-March, and when phrased with the question, do you support or oppose this legislation? A proposal has been submitted to the state legislature that would provide additional benefits to app-based drivers while also protecting drivers' independence and access to flexible work. Drivers would remain independent contractors and therefore not entitled to all the benefits of being an employee, but they would receive more benefits than they do now. When posed with that question, 70% supported that legislation, 19 opposing, 11 unsure. Similar to how Proposition 22 was written in the heavy ad campaign that Uber and Lyft used, I actually have no doubt that a ballot measure of this type would pass here in Massachusetts. 
And this is definitely going to be a fight that everyone needs to gear up for. If they are unsuccessful in passing this horrendous legislation, they will try to probably put it on the ballot for 2022. So everyone get ready. As the nurses' union strike at St. Vincent Hospital enters its seventh week, the for-profit Texas-based company has spent nearly $40 million on both replacing staff, referred to as scabs, and paying for police details to intimidate and monitor the workers, which is insane that we illegally allow that. According to the article written by Michael Boner, it is possible that $40 million is inflated and could be closer to $30 million. However, as Michael concedes, his $30 million tally does not include the hospital's cost for expanded internal security force, installation of high-tech camera systems on the outside to monitor the workers, and also the fleet of buses and vans that are used to transport the scabs to and from the facility. We saw similar efforts at the Amazon Fulfillment Center in Alabama, where the company is willing to spend more money than it would have given out in worker compensation, strictly to break the strike and to maintain their power and leverage over the workers. I'm sure Tenant, the for-profit company, manages other hospitals and most certainly would not want to create a precedent or inspire nurses at other locations to take similar steps to improve patient care. So still full solidarity with the nurses at St. Vincent, and let's hope the strike prevails. And that's going to do it for today's episode. It's good to be back after missing Friday and Monday. Continue to support the show wherever you find it. Like, subscribe, share with friends. Give me those five stars. I'll be going live tonight, TikTok and Twitch, if you want to come chat. But besides that, take care, and have a great rest of your day.